0: catch the best prep football show in the country, Ken Trahan's original prep football report Friday nights during the football season on 1061 Nash Icon, WRKN, Picayune, New Orleans. Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com, presented by CrescentCitySports.com, best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also brought to you by the All State Sugar Bowl, representing the best in amateur athletics and by the Envenue Bar Barn Grill in Harahan with many Creole-inspired dishes. All access is also brought to you by Premier Automotive with locations throughout the metro area, Life Resources Ministries, Remark Ford and Kenner, John Curtis Christian School, by Mid-South Coding, Archbishop Rummel High School in Metairie, home of Greater Pride, and by Bergeron Automotive on Veterans in Metairie. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504-260-1061. Now here's your host, Jude Young of Cumulus New Orleans, the University of New Orleans, and CrescentCitySports.com.
1: Hey, surprise, surprise, it's hump night. That's right, and I am in the saddle. Instead of Ken Trahan, we sort of made a change-up today due to assignment-related things, to be more precise. Ken Trahan is covering one of the many high school football scrimmages of the week that happened to start today. So check out CrescentCitySports.com later for video interviews and a recap of the one Ken is attending as we speak. John Curtis and Ponchatoula, pretty good teams, pretty good prospects involved in that particular practice scenario. Of course, next week are those jamborees, those half games, your preseason, if you will, for high school football. And then the week after that, we will be in week one of the Louisiana high school football season. And as you may have heard on the intro to this show, the original will be back and you'll get those six total hours in a row every Friday night of comprehensive coverage of local and statewide prep football gearing up. It's right around the corner. You heard the number. Your thoughts welcome on the football scene. And we get an update on what's going on with the New Orleans Saints. Two interesting headlines. Some players signed to replace others on the training camp roster. Not only did the Saints adjust down from 90 to 85 players as mandated at this time in the preseason by the NFL but they decided to shuffle the deck a little bit on top of that. We talked about former first-round pick Kevin White, the washout with the Bears, getting another chance in the league here, signed by New Orleans. But for other names being signed, two of greater interest, I'd say, than others. How about Jordan Mills, a former Bears draft pick way back in 2013, but he's from home of Thibodeau. Played at Assumption High and Louisiana Tech, and he's played a lot of games in the league at right tackle. 84 starts in the NFL. So that's an interesting guy to bring in at this point in camp and the preseason, considering we haven't seen a whole lot of Ryan Ramchick lately, fresh off of his big, shiny contract extension. You do start to question a little bit about his health, But you can't question too much about it. You protect your greatest assets, keep them off the field and off their legs and away from injury risk as much as possible when you know that they're guaranteed high-quality commodities. So we won't worry too much about that until we get much closer to the season when it comes to any potential issue that would keep them off the field. When it counts, Mills, just a nice insurance policy at the least. Other name that sticks out. About Natrell Jamerson, a former Saints draft pick back in 2018 in the fifth round. And the Saints cut him at the end of the preseason that year, and he's wound up finding spots in the league. He was essentially quickly ordained as the nickelback for the Texans, who picked him up that year. Been with the Packers and the Panthers since but only played in 21 total games. He was more of a stopgap option at that time. Played four games last year for Carolina. But he's versatile. And again, doesn't hurt to have in excess of what you need. Emerson, who was slotted as maybe a safety, maybe a nickel guy, not an answer of any sort, despite some league experience at outside corner. But that just gives the Saints another playable option, you would think, at the nickel spot where they're already pretty good. C.J. Gardner-Johnson, Brian Poole, they're pretty strong there, but still waiting for that answer as far as getting another veteran into the mix who can play on the boundary outside at corner start, be left on the island. They don't have enough of that. We know that. And I don't think we're going to see an answer to that come until the end of the preseason, more than likely through some sort of trade. Saints and all the fans out there are going to have to be a little patient on that particular concept. Again, the number to talk about anything leading up to football season on all levels locally around the state, you name it, 504-260-1061. Other news of note, when we were on the air last night on All Access, the Pelicans were just starting their final Summer League game of the year, and they finished with a bang, even though because of point differential tiebreakers and not a real playoff system this year in Summer League, Pelicans didn't get to play for the so-called championship, but they did finish undefeated. Absolutely dominated the Timberwolves Summer League team last night, and moved forward through the offseason without likely any more major moves to make. I think they have now set themselves up salary rise to try to do something with the resigning of Josh Hart because the contract and still waiting on the very important details of what was initially reported as a three-year, $38 million contract. The details meaning everything as far as how the contract is structured, salary rise year to year. Maybe it's a contract that de-escalates in value over that time. And maybe even more important, how much of that money is guaranteed? What kind of options both for the team and the player are involved specifically in that third year? I suspect it's going to be a deal in full that will give New Orleans a lot of flexibility, whether Hart is somebody who's going to stay at least a couple of years of that deal, or not. Or he's just another trade piece, another asset that has value, another contract that can be paired with others to maybe strike in the market when a big-time player becomes available, as will happen, and sometimes very quickly in the NBA, disgruntled players who want out. Those players tend to have big old salaries, and you got to make the money work before you can even worry about those other assets you heap on to try to grab a hold of guys. I still say there's a couple of guys that make the most sense to keep an eye on, and we've been saying Bradley Beal's name for a while with the Wizards. They keep trying to make him happy. At some point, he may reach his breaking point. Same can be said of Damian Lillard, who's a little older and looking for a place to go to win. Both of them, though, challenging simply because even though they're under contract, particularly Lillard, a longer-term contract, you can't trade for disgruntled stars and expect if you're a place they don't want to go for a new situation that you're going to get the best out of them. Unfortunately, you can't do that in the NBA. Those guys, not only when they decide they want to move, make it clear they don't want to be where they are anymore, but they make it just as clear where they will and will not want to go. And we've seen it before. Guys have to be happy, much less the superstars. We didn't see a happy Eric Bledsoe last year, for example. And that hurt the big picture of the season and having to structure a deal to get him out of town. He's already been moved reportedly again from where you sent him in Memphis because they didn't want him either personalities in the NBA, well, they got to be happy ones or you're not going to win, and that's why we've repeatedly pointed out so far with the Pelicans' offseason moves, sometimes it's not as important to get your hands on players that are the best on paper. We're not playing fantasy basketball. Chemistry matters, and you're not going to get out of a player as an individual and as a member of the team concept what you need They don't want to be in your city, in your organization, on your team. And the Pelicans have gotten enough young guys looking to prove themselves that they seem to be in a good position when it comes to getting the most out of what they've got. And that goes on top of getting more defensive flexibility, spacing through shooting from the outside. They've gotten, I think, overall better in those areas too. You can debate if it's just marginally better. But if you think you're going to get the best out of those guys over the long haul of the season and you're a little better in those areas, you're going to improve to some point. And if most of your players are on the younger side and are utilized properly and all in, you can expect improvement a lot of those players. Many, many draft picks that the Pelicans have kept that are going to be a key part of their roster next year. That's a key starting point. Isn't it? Again it may not be splashy. It may not be perfect. But at least it looks like a team. That the average fan's going to like. Find more likable. Because they're going to show. Their desire. To be where they are right now. Which means they're happy players. Good effort. Consistent effort. That's a starting point for a team that's just trying to get into and stay in the playoff mix, although not ideal. But let's go back to Hart. We know he was unhappy. Unhappy as a buddy, a roommate close with J.J. Reddick, who is still unhappy that he didn't get traded where he wanted to go back in February where he says David Griffin promised to send him up to the Northeast around his home area, wound up with Dallas, a good playoff team, a contender. Still wasn't happy. That's the story, right, of these NBA players. NBA players have a lot of leverage. Well, he's still unhappy. And Hart had to get over his displeasure. But clearly happy enough to go ahead and agree to that contract, which, on paper, because he can't, reliably score, including simply hit open uncontested shots at a rate that you'd like to see in today's NBA. It's an overpay on raw figures. That's why, again, once we find out the particulars of a deal that looks like pays him nearly $13 million a year, and putting that in perspective, it's a three-year deal versus a four-year deal for Devontae Graham, who is a a better player because he is a more natural scorer and shooter. Well, his contract isn't going to average that much. That's why I don't believe Hart in the end is going to end up getting that much, at least not from New Orleans. And maybe not at all if you have options and voidable parts and unguaranteed parts of the contract. But I guarantee you short term, at least for this year, Hart's going to make a good salary. I mean, considering how the market... Had dried up. That should at least make him happy. At The Pelicans have put him in a position to make good money this year, and it's a mutually beneficial contract. And he knows if he wants to have opportunities in the future, well, he sh- should be in the gym every day working on consistency with hitting the three ball where his percentages have gone down every year he's been in the league. And he should be ready to Lead and battle younger players to make sure he's a regular part of the rotation so that he's attractive to wherever he may wind up next. It's not as good as a guy like Graham wanting to be here, signing the contract that you'd offered him, which looks like a very fair contract on the Pelicans' end. You had to do the sign and trade to get him at that rate, but he's clearly shown every indication and genuinely... And he wants to be a Pelican. So you're going to get a lot out of him. That's ideal. But that's not the norm right now for this franchise until they prove a whole lot more. We talk about how the Saints don't have that problem because they've won for a long time. They've established stability in their organization. A head coach and a staff that players like looking in from the outside they see Sean Payton as a coach they want to play for. That helps. And the one-loss record consistently being good over the years. That helps. And if it weren't a cap-crunch kind of a year for the Saints, where they had to cut money instead of looking to spend it, I'm sure if the Saints would have had targets out there in free agency, even with Drew Brees out of the picture and the stability at the most important position – being a big question mark now, Saints still would have been highly competitive and been able to sign key free agents. I also think that we know the NFL is a league built much more on parity, and players aren't as finicky as NBA players are about ideas of lifestyle, right? Market size, personal marketing opportunities. Those just don't rank as high on the list for NFL players. The really good ones. They get marketed well. They get paid. NBA players, they – I guess you can say they, in, in the cases of the more important ones, can afford to be more picky. And they take every liberty, most of them, with protecting what they see as their value as well as what they feel like best benefits their quality of life now does make it a tougher spot where if you're a smart market team, you better win consistently or you don't have a chance. That may be true of the Saints. If this season is the beginning of a downturn of average to mediocre, I don't see that happening. Maybe this year won't be up to the recent standard, but I don't see a long-term downturn looking at the quality of the roster, how the team is drafted and developed Its players, how well they're coached. I don't see a long term issue there. But it would not be surprising in the least if there was. If there was, Saints could have the same problems. Not on an NBA scale, but problems nonetheless, where the last thing you want to do, especially with a team that's this creative, and generally solid when it does bring in free agent help or has been when when they weren't, when it was the Jairus Bird signings of the world, when you invested big time in free agency. Well, those teams tend not to win, but when it's the DeMario Davis type investments and you hit on those, guys want to be here. Hey, the results tend to play out. If you're good enough otherwise, solid talent base of your roster to justify being aggressive in free agency and getting those guys, then you keep winning. Saints are way down that road. Pelicans, well, they're just trying to merge onto the interstate of it at this point. 504-260-1061, the number. Also, the Saints announcing yesterday evening the death Of John Peace, you might remember him in the glory days of the Jim Moore coaching era. Don't patrol at all. Most of the 11 seasons he spent here, 86 to 94. And then 2004 to 2005, a tougher time to be sure. A brief stopover again in that position. A longtime NFL defensive line coach, dead at the age of 77. And he's somebody who was part of that USFL Moore revolution, was on the staff with the stars of the USFL in both Philadelphia and Baltimore before coming to New Orleans. And look, as good as the G- Dome Patrol was, Frank Warren, Jim Wilkes, Wayne Martin, okay, it was the front seven especially when at times the coverage in the secondary, the corners in particular, would make you scratch your head. It was that front seven that made the Saints defense elite, not just the linebackers. Just like we can't talk about as far as the great defenses of all time. And the Saints, look, I know it's hard to throw a non-championship defense into the great defenses conversation, but Pittsburgh Steel Curtain, that nickname – was about the front four of that 4-3 defense in the 70s, Joe Green and company. But they also had, oh, by the way, Hall of Fame linebackers. Saints had Hall of Fame linebackers, but, oh, by the way, your linebackers are oftentimes only as good as the guys up front that are taking up blocks, wreaking havoc to free up those playmakers behind them. 85 Bears, great linebackers. Right? Mike Singletary, Wilbur Marshall, Otis Wilson. But hey, that front four was pretty awesome too. Steve McMichael, Dan Hampton, the fridge. Good defenses tend to be built on how good the first two lines of the defenses are. And obviously John Peace did a good job with the lesser talented group of the two lines of the Defense built upon the Dome Patrol. Lesser. We don't say that as a negative because we know just how good that bunch was. But Peace, hey, that was just another good part of a great coaching staff, too, right? Dom Capers, Steve Sidwell, the defensive coordinator. Pretty good coaching staff. Saints never had too many problems on defense. And good seasons were built upon those black and gold defenses. I'm Jude Young. And for Ken Trahan tonight, all access. 504-260-1061, the number. Your thoughts welcome. Saints Pell's high school football coming up. The Tulane Green Wave opening their season against Oklahoma. He got an early and a late once we get to the true week one of college football season. Next week's known as week zero. But week one, you get an early... Taste of big-time football in Green Wave country at Yeoman against the number-two-ranked Oklahoma Sooners. What an early game for the Wave. And then the nightcap, the evening kickoff in Cali at the Rose Bowl, LSU, and UCLA. It's Lanyap for Tulane. Can you just look good and be competitive? And a big deal for LSU. A loss would be bad news for Ed Ogeron right around the corner we're going to to see that stuff happen and not have to talk and speculate about it anymore 504-260-1061 the number i'll access back at you in a moment
2: hey i'm carly pierce the quickest way for the economy to recover for businesses to return for concerts and theaters to reopen for generations of families to reunite for children to play freely with other children is for everyone to get the vaccine
0: It is America's best shot. 106.1 Nash
3: Icon. Are we ready for the 530 pickup? Cam's courier service's newest hire delivered his resignation. Hey,
2: Ray, who's handling it? She
3: now needs next day shipping on a new driver. All
2: these boxes here,
3: are they ingoing or are they outgoing? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your first sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply.
2: This week at Macy's, keep your summer style going strong with specials like 30 to 50% off women's designer shoes and more, three-piece comforter sets $29.99, and save big on brand new back-to-school gear like backpacks starting at $25.99. Plus, get an extra 20% off with your coupon or Macy's card, and Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at macys.com slash starrewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply. You
4: hear all the time about Diamonds Direct's prices and selection and warranties. All true, and all good reasons to give us a visit. But what really sets Diamonds Direct apart is something that's hard to put into words. But you will feel it. You'll know it from the minute you walk in. It's our unique culture, our passion, our genuine and absolute desire to totally revolutionize the way you experience jewelry shopping. It's why we do what we do. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This report is sponsored
5: by Staples Stores. Staples Connect has amazing prices for everything on your back-to-school list. Right now, two-pocket paper folders are just 15 cents. And Comp Books, 24-pack Crayola crayons, and 8-pack of Pep Rally number 2 pencils are just 50 cents each. And Zay 21, limit 30. Pocket folder offer in-store only. Staples. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The Saints returned to work yesterday in preparation for Monday's preseason home opener with Jacksonville. The team worked out several players, including former John Curtis, and LSU wide receiver Malachi Dupree. New Orleans worked out and signed veteran wide receiver Kevin White, a former number one draft pick of the Bears in 2015. White has played four years in the NFL, playing in 17 games with 25 catches for 285 yards. The Saints will not refund season ticket holders if they do not abide by vaccination or negative test regulations put into place to attend home games this season. The regulations square with the citywide and state mandates and require the same checks for many businesses as well as for the masks to be worn indoors. The Jacksonville Jaguars released Tim Tebow, ending his attempt at an NFL comeback as a tight end and the 49ers have played quarterback Josh Rosen, a former number one draft pick of Arizona. Fall practice continues at Tulane and LSU. Defensive back Eli Ricks and running back Tyrion Davis-Price back at work after missing time due to injuries for the Tigers. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan.
4: Have you wanted to speak a new language but thought it'd be too difficult or take too much time? Then try Babbel. Whether you want to learn Spanish for future travel plans, French to connect with extended family, or maybe German to land a new job, Babbel works because it's built around real life. It teaches you everyday practical conversations that you'll actually use. All you need is 15 minutes a day and you'll be on your way to confidently speaking a new language in just a few weeks. Babbel is designed by real language experts using a modern conversation-based technique that makes learning fun, engaging, and best of all, memorable. It starts by teaching you words and phrases. Then sentences gradually get more complex. Soon you're practicing short conversations about real life topics. And with 14 languages to choose from and lesson topics like travel, business, relationships and more, you'll be sure to learn what matters most to you. Babbel, language for life. Learn a new language with ease. Go to babbel.com to try for free. That's b-a-b-b-e-l.com. Babbel.com.
0: Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young at PrestonCitySports.com and all access at 504-260-1061.
1: When you look at the Tulane-Oklahoma game, you say, hmm, that's neat for Tulane, but not terribly important. Non-conference game. Great. That you got this team at home, no doubt about it. But you're a near four touchdown underdog. 26 and a half points the line as we speak. And if you're looking at that type of a game, even on your home field, how much can you really get invested in it if you're Tulane as far as, ugh, even if we get beat by 50, does it really matter? It's just the first one of 12. We're certainly not supposed to win it anyway, but it actually does matter a little bit more than it seems. Not only because of, again, you get them on your home field, so that does up the chances of pulling some sort of surprise. Now, the surprise may not actually be winning the game, but you can certainly open some eyes by battling what is clearly a loaded team in the Sooners. They've dominated the Big 12, which they will be leaving for the SEC at some point, but not now. What, the last six championships in a row? Spencer Rattler may be the favorite to win the Heisman at quarterback. Weapons all around him on offense, as usual. And maybe the best Oklahoma defense during this stretch of conference championship winning years that haven't equated to national championship game appearances, much less win. It's a steep challenge for the Green Wave. You're six for Willie Fritz. But how it's important as far as the form and function of the way the game goes, if the Wave even hopes to stay within the, the Vegas number, much less surprise people open some eyes with a relatively close game, or maybe even more. And we know what it would take, right? You can't imagine the Wave having much of a chance without being flawless and avoiding turnovers themselves, at least having three miscues by the Sooners go their way, and you never know. First game of the year. You're at home. They're on the road. All the pressure on Oklahoma. But let's look at why it matters in the big picture At Tulane, just the way the game is played, can go out there and represent well. If they're supposed to be a team that can now truly contend in their conference. And they're not picked to do so, let's be honest. But if they're going to be a factor in the American Athletic Conference, then this is a big version of a test that they're going to see once again before league play and non-conference play, and at least one more time for certain on their conference slate. At least one more time. And it tends to be more in that league when these teams and their offenses are clicking. And that is, can you go into a game where, over the years, Tulane's run the ball really well? That shouldn't change here. Veteran offensive line, some good backs. We'll talk about them in a moment. Second-year quarterback, Michael Pratt. Chip Long in his first year as offensive coordinator. Can Tulane execute right off the bat the type of game plan it takes to have the ebb and flow of the game? go their way if you expect a match in Oklahoma or a couple weeks after that in Oxford an Ole Miss led by quarterback Matt Carroll who's listed on those Heisman odds you see all over the place or on the road as Tulane's experienced before at Central Florida you're gonna go to UCF you've got to be efficient and balanced And keep the flow of the game from getting away from you. And no bigger test of that than what you're going to face against Oklahoma. If you can do it against the Sooners, you can do it against anybody. Can this passing game be efficient? Can quarterback and receiver constantly be on the right page? Whether it's the Watts brothers, Jaquan Jackson, a playmaker in space. A lot expected out of the tight end spot, Tyreek James. And your backs will contribute to that as well, led by Tajay Spears, a playmaker in space out of the backfield. Yes, Tulane's formula for success won't change that much, even with another new offensive coordinator under Fritz. Cam Carroll, Devin Brumfield now as a transfer in. Big backs, they're going to pound it at you. But you gotta do more than that to compete with the explosive offenses. To compete even for as long as possible in the game against the Sooners. Which means efficiency. Which means play calling has to keep the defense off guard. And when you have the opportunities, you have to continually take them. A lot of is expected of Pratt. He's very talented. But he still only competed at about, what, 55% of his passes last year. If Tulane's going to take a step forward as a team, and that's assuming even though the defense doesn't have the proven pass rushers it did, there are some significant changes in the secondary. That group certainly has to gel. Don't blow coverages. Don't make it easy for any offense you face, much less the explosive ones. Just looking at the offense, what it can do to move forward. Can Pratt compete, say, 65% or more of his past? That's where you need to be. If you want to start, talk about moving on up in your league and being competitive against the best teams you play. If you can do it against the Sooners, that's a great sign. And then because you're more efficient, that just makes your running game that much more potent. Keeps defenses on their heels rather than on their toes, teeing off. And that's what we're going to look to see. Sometimes a new coordinator can come in, tweak things, or change things significantly. And he's he's really good. Coordinators matter. Ask LSU last year. No Joe Brady on one side of the ball. had Bo Pelini on the other. It was a disaster. Coordinators do matter. And Tulane's gone through significant changes in their coordinators too. But Long's very experienced, had good success. Really good feature, by the way, by Renee Nato talking about the ideas that Long's bringing to the table. You can check it out at CrescentCitySports.com. Formations matter. Finding the right matchups. Your team ready to execute in those situations week to week within the game plan. And, hey, guys need to catch the football. You can't have a high drop rate. You can't have guys running routes and the quarterback expecting something else. That's all part of the efficiency. If that happens, the big plays come naturally. And the offense becomes more consistently reliable against Oklahoma, against Ole Miss, against Central Florida. Even before that, look at – you know the league. Yeah, Once you get into league play, ECU even tries to play this way. And obviously Tulane should be a better team than them. Having to go there again, they should be fine. But Houston, and you get them at home where the Wave has done very well. Last couple times, Houston's visited town. They need to win that game if they're going to contend in the league. But you know how Dana Holgerson and that offense wants to be spread-up-tempo-explosive. SMU's been doing the same thing. Cincinnati. How great were they last year? Veteran quarterback, although not quite built that explosively. Tulsa, you played a great defensive team last year and blew it because your offense couldn't be efficient enough with the lead to simply shorten the game. So it even matters when you're not playing explosive teams. Memphis at the end of the year at a place that's been a house of horrors for Tulane for quite a while, the Liberty Bowl if that game matters at the end. Well, we'll know if Tulane's a different type of team under Fritz this time, that that won't be quite a haunted house feel to that trip if things develop and this offense can take steps forward. I think in the end, the defense will average out to be about the same, and it's not going to be elite. Tulane's offense and its ability to be more complete more efficient, much more of a two-way danger on a consistent basis, running and passing, will tell the tale. And we're going to learn something from the Oklahoma game. As a bare minimum, the Green Wave should be able to meet in a no-lose situation spot. That they can keep it competitive, hopefully win the time of possession, not have self-inflicted mistakes, prove to be dangerous even against a team that recruits at that level in both the running game and the passing game. If they if they show enough signs of that against the Sooners, then there's a lot of reason to be excited. Even if we look at the end of the day and Oklahoma's won the game 52-24, to 24, that doesn't sound great. But the way it could play out could actually be pretty fantastic. I know it sounds weird, but we know sometimes the final score lies. We're going to have to look deeper into the numbers and the way the game is played from quarter to quarter and how long Tulane hangs around, even if they get blown out at the end. Deeper, more talented team. Okay. Make Oklahoma have to show up for the fourth quarter. And even if they do and they slap you around, okay. Sometimes uh Loss contains wins. That could be one of those situations. And if Tulane's going to compete in the American, you almost have to expect that to be the situation at Ullman. Just a few weeks now, right? A couple weeks. It's right around the corner. And I think there's reason to be very excited about the kind of show on national TV that the Wave can potentially put on there. is the number. I am Jude Young, Ken Trahan, covering high school football scrimmages tonight. So I'm in the saddle, but he'll be back tomorrow. Will Ken, along with our good friend Michael Green, the typical Thursday night edition of the Bottom Line Life Resources Sports Hour, Faith and Sports Together, 6 o'clock right after Eric Asher. I'll be back for more All Access right after this break on 106.1 FM.
5: Welcome to AutoZone. What are you working on today? So you've got an oil change coming up? We'll help you find everything you need to do the job right. Right now you can get 5 quarts of Pennzoil high mileage motor oil and an STP oil filter for just $28.99. And you can get it all fast, your way. Just order online with our free same day store pickup or next day delivery.
0: Start your job today at AutoZone.com.
5: Restrictions apply.
2: This week at Macy's, keep your summer style going strong with specials like 30 to 50% off women's designer shoes and more, three-piece comforter sets $29.99, and save big on brand-new back-to-school gear like backpacks starting at $25.99. Plus, get an extra 20% off with your coupon or Macy's card. And Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at macys.com slash rewards Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply
0: food so good, you just can't stop thinking about it. Imagine slow-cooked beef rib roast served on a bed of mixed greens topped with cheddar cheese, tomatoes, and bacon pieces. That's our fourth and goal beef rib roast salad at Bobby A. Bear's Cajun Cannon Restaurant. And for dessert, try our Heath Toffee Crumble Cheesecake. New York-style cheesecake on a walnut graham cracker crust covered with toffee pieces, chocolate, and caramel. Only at Bobby A. Bear's Cajun
5: Cannon Restaurant.
3: This report is sponsored by safeguard soap and sanitizers as we all find a new normal don't just wash your hands safeguard them safeguard hand wash and sanitizers help reduce the spread of bacteria and it smells amazing now buy one get one free at walmart and walmart.com with online offer
5: this is josh danzig with where magazine and where for 1061 nash icon presented by sky vodka you, the readers of Waryat Magazine, have voted for the greatest that New Orleans has to offer in Dining and More in the 2021 Best of the Big Easy contest. And here are the results. For Best New Restaurant, in first place is Tacos del Cartel. In second is Atavola. And in third is Treps. For complete voting results of the 2021 Best of the Big Easy contest in Dining and More, log on to Waryat.com and click on Best of the Big Easy. And be sure to pick up the latest issue where you Yet magazine all over time. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital.
0: This is where you get all access, not partial access or cutoff phone calls. All are welcome. Join us now by calling 260 1061 now back to Jude Young on 106.1 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com.
1: You heard the number. Your thoughts, always welcome. And oh, by the way, if you want to contact me when I'm not on the air, I'm really easy to find on Twitter. It's at Jude Young. Easy as it gets, right? And for any of us at Crescent City Sports, Ken Trahan, myself. Lenny Van Gelder. with a the triumvirate over there. Info at com. Any questions, thoughts, story suggestions? We do listen. Look, we serve you. And something's pointed out to us that might be an angle not pursued or not enough. We do listen and we do appreciate that. And we do appreciate the many high school football coaches that respond to us to that email address. With information on their teams leading up to the season, because that has allowed Ken Trahan and a couple other folks to do a lot of in-depth team previews, which we've done for many years now, and they're as thorough and informative as ever, the most recent one cranked out, with more to come, of course, leading up to kickoff week one, we've got the John Arrett Patriots. I wonder how good they've been for a long, long time, and they expect to have another fine season this time around, starting with another year winning their district, as the headlines suggest. But Eric would like to see a whole lot more, Can then get themselves in a position to once again reach the state championship game, which, again, for public schools we know will be in the Dome. Haven't heard all the information on that, but a little bit of information we've heard from the high school athletic association that was touched on, on these sports shows here and on Crescent city sports. And this is not a surprise. As a matter of fact, the Southland conference coming out with a similar policy as far as forfeits go related to COVID-19. We heard about the sec the same way. Look, if you don't have a certain number of scholarship players to play a match And your team has a COVID problem as far as personnel goes. Well, guess what? You have to forfeit it. Games won't be rescheduled like they were last year. Although, I will say this. And this is true. We know this is relatively consistent with all sorts of viruses, much less this one that's caused so much grief, so much pain for so many viruses as they mutate we hear about them as variants a term we're getting very familiar with now they become more contagious infectious and less deadly and considering more and more people are having herd immunity through experiencing the virus and or having vaccines what if teams have records of saying hey look we got everybody vaccinated here If it's especially when you talk about schools, high schools and colleges, and we have a policy, we do everything we can, whether you believe or not that masks do all that much or anything at all. Let's say the school's doing that, the team, the coaches, everybody involved, they've been vaccinated. And then they still have to because they just happen to have bad luck to test positive for COVID. Enough people, they would have to forfeit a game. I mean, life isn't fair. But if we do have a situation that plays out like that, there's going to be a lot of anger. Because then it's just, you literally have to give a game away through nothing of your own. As far as you doing anything wrong or not doing everything as laid out to you to be right. Keep an eye on that. I hope it doesn't happen, but you have to wonder. And it could happen on any level. And I'm sure the caution to be taken on the high school level is going to be one to watch. We're gonna lose we're gonna lose games. We're gonna lose games to Cov I don't know how many certainly don't think it'll be as many as we saw last year. Because again, games could be rescheduled or let go and not be forfeits. Now they can be. That will factor into the decision making. We're gonna lose games, multiple. Just hopefully not many of them. Uh, But it's going to be a storyline whether you like it or not. And I say that because if you're like me, you want sports to be an escape from reality as much as possible. I mean it's hard to get away from contract negotiations and endorsement deals and player strife and discrimination claims and association violations, league rules (laughs) violations. Real life comes into it, right? Cheating claims, you name it. But again, something as encompassing and affecting our world as much as COVID has. We'd like to be able to use sports to now escape from that as much as we can. And it's not going to happen. Not yet anyway. There is some light at the end of the tunnel. I don't know how bright that light is, but there is some light at the end of the tunnel. And oh, by the way, talked about Tulane in the last segment, we will have available for you every day for every sports show, com. related folks are involved with the full podcast. of The show will be available on CrescentCitySports.com. That means all of the all-access programs, the Life Resources Hour, and the Tailgaters each and every Saturday. Not too long after the show is over, bam, available on CrescentCitySports.com. If you missed a thing or want to listen again, 260-1061, the number when we're live and direct, as we are right now. And one more segment to go after this in which we'll take a closer look at the current CrescentCitySports.com headlines, but to LSU talked about the Tigers a bit and my high expectations for them really feeling like double-digit regular season wins will happen if the team's relatively healthy, which leads into how very heavily I'm leaning into thinking, really like, and I mean really believe LSU is going to win and win convincingly in the Rose Bowl on September 4th. Anywhere you can actually get that line, you better get on it now. You don't want any more variety jumping in that's going to affect the line. And there's risk to it, and I'll tell you what the risks are both ways of getting a better number or worse number. You could get a better number for a bad reason. At one point, I think some of the... uh, available places on which you can legally wager had brought the line down to as little as three and a half again after the news of Miles Brennan being injured and needing surgery. So that takes away a little bit of the security and depth at what was supposed to be a quarterback battle. Instead, it's all Max Johnson. And the backup's a true freshman, although immensely talented, Garrett Nussmeier, who has performed well, at least in his first preseason scrimmage that's still a huge question mark if something were to happen to johnson in any game starting with this one against UCLA we don't know if suspensions or injuries can happen throughout the rest of the preseason the further out you make a wager on these games the more you're subject to fate in that area it's you know you don't have no injuries are good news but it's not bad news if it happens to UCLA it's good news that it doesn't happen to LSU and that's the other part of it. How will the fact that UCLA plays week zero affect the line? They play a week from Saturday against Hawaii. Hawaii's not expected to be terribly good. UCLA is a 17-point favorite. Let's say that's a blowout. The Bruins absolutely dominate. And that could very well happen. Dorian Thompson-Robinson, their quarterback, a couple years of experience, immensely talented dual threat. Now, he did miss some time early in camp, and UCLA actually likes their, their backup quality there. A guy named Ethan Garbers they like quite a bit as a backup, but that's not the same as a proven talent like the guy they call DTR, Thompson-Robinson. Let's say he gets hurt in that game. You're not going to get that line or anything close to it if something happens to Robinson. Let's say UCLA does enough in the first game jitters. This is why they want the game before LSU, to get a game in. Because remember the old saying, you make your most improvement from game one to game two. LSU will have that as a disadvantage. You're already baking into your analysis of the game. So that, I mean, that's a real risk. But I happen to think that barring something highly unforeseen, and hey, I even said it, right? What about a big COVID breakout either side? Who knows? That's why it's called gambling, I guess. But if you're into that sort of thing, I have a feeling LSU is going to make a statement, which they've done against non-conference power teams in the past in opening games. And this is another spot. They're going to have a good number of LSU fans in the building that won't be close to sold out in the Rose Bowl, Those Tiger fans always bring that energy. It won't feel like a hostile road game. And it'll feel like a spot where that really talented LSU defense under new leadership on the coaching staff, I think is going to make its statement about how much better and how really good it's going to be this year. And if they do play up to the capabilities that I'm expecting – they're going to put up an impressive victory in the end while the Tigers against the Bruins. I'm not telling you what to do with your money, but if that's something you like to do, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all I'm saying. One more segment to go. We'll wrap it up. Look at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines on all access in a moment on Nash Icon.
5: Whether it's offering curbside or next-day delivery, For online orders on over 160,000 parts or getting involved in their local communities, when it comes to serving you, Napa's motor never quits. That's Napa know-how.
3: Are we ready for the 530 pickup? Cam's courier service's newest hire delivered his resignation. Hey, Ray, who's handling it? She now needs next day shipping on a new driver. All these boxes here, are they ingoing or are they outgoing? Indeed can help her hire great people fast. I need Indeed. Indeed you do. With Indeed Instant Match, we immediately show you quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed meet your sponsored job description. Visit indeed.com slash credit and get $75 towards your per-sponsored job. Terms and conditions apply. This week at
2: Macy's, keep your summer style going strong with specials like 30 to 50% off women's designer shoes and more, three-piece comforter sets $29.99, and save big on brand new back-to-school gear like backpacks starting at $25.99. Plus, get an extra 20% off with your coupon or Macy's card, and Macy's Star Rewards members earn on every purchase except gift cards, services, and fees. Sign up today at macys.com slash starrewards. Savings off sale and clearance prices exclusions apply.
0: Always welcoming, intelligent points of view. It's all access with Jude Young on one zero six one Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061.
1: As we speak at Crescent City Sports, we're putting some video together that will be available this evening from that John Curtis Ponchatoula scrimmage excited about that ken trahan's breakdown of it coming at you as well before you know it football season we're going to be busy 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 we already are officially at crescentcitysports.com as mentioned earlier in the show saints roster moves today five new players out of the camp 85 information on those guys available to check out on the website as well. And right on the front page, something I referenced last night. It's a good, at the moment, primer of where LSU is in their recruiting plans. 15 commitments we know. And yes, that can change. We've already seen a couple decommitments, right? But assuming the current 15 are solid. Who are the other main targets? More than likely, almost certain, the players listed by Renee Nato with their current situations, final schools of thought, all available right now. These are going to be the guys that fill out the high school portion of the remainder of the full 25 the Tigers can take in. And like I said last night, keep this in mind. Don't think LSU's just going to sign a bunch of high school guys and filling it out. And if they do, keep an eye on this. And this is something else I have referenced on the program. Let's say they sign. They, they keep the current 50 and they sign 10 more high school guys. You think, well, in the transfer era, that doesn't seem very smart. If they're limited to those 25 scholarships, why would they put themselves in that situation? They didn't even do that last year. Not saying they're going to this year. Haven't had anybody tell me from LSU or any other school that they're planning to do this, but – NIL can basically give you more scholarships. Look at BYU. A protein bar company is basically paying the tuition for all 36 walk-ons. It's like BYU has 111 scholarship players now. Fellowship needs to fill in a gap or two, it doesn't have to officially be by a scholarship. If a third party were to on its own, of course, no coercion, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Decides, hey, we'll, we'll sponsor, we'll have this kid endorse for us. We won't sponsor him. He'll endorse for us, right? That's what it is. Name, image, likeness. And it just happens to be enough money to pay for everything that would basically be like a scholarship. It's coming. Now I've heard people reference, oh, maybe we need federal rules on this. No, 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 no. You need to have a dividing line as to – because you can't – it's business. It's commerce. You can't stop companies now since it's open from deciding for whatever reason they're deciding to hire a student athlete as an endorser for however money they want. It doesn't matter how much money they want to give. You can't – discern the difference there now you can break down schools make their own decisions state laws are involved whether they can you know wear branded merchandise of the school they play for Alabama players can right state law was passed in a hurry to make sure they could Auburn Alabama and their state some states can't that will be part of recruiting wars there's no doubt But in the end, no matter where it comes from, if enough money comes whether you're wearing branded stuff or not, they can't in South Carolina. Clemson players can't wear Clemson branded stuff. They can wear orange and white stuff. (laughs) And you know they're Clemson guys because you know who they are. But there's a difference there. But either way, enough money for the major programs can come along to basically create more scholarships. The days of that equity of all schools having exactly 85 and no more, in reality, is gone. So keep an eye on that. The wild and expanding future of money in college athletics. Just what it needed, right? As long as the student-athletes benefit, it's a good result. It really is, even though the purity of the game, such that it ever was, is a little more stained.